Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Our limited wisdom is like supporting ourselves with a different kind of crutch. Now, I want to see if there's anyone who wants to be a volunteer for me. <laughs> My secretary, Sharon, and her husband, Mike, made this for me. Anybody want to come and lean your weight on this up here? We'll have the medics right here by you. No problem. Is this stupid or what? See, if you and I depend on our own understanding or wisdom, is there a problem coming? You'll never make it through life. Some Bible skeptics call Christianity a crutch. They believe that religion in general is unnecessary, that men and women can do life successfully on their own. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the reality, which is that no one can get through life on their own. You'll be reminded that it's impossible to prepare for the future with certainty because you don't know the future. Pastor Mark will propose that trusting in a God who is able to see all of your timeline past, present, and future, and knows your best course of action, might be the smartest decision you can make. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Proverbs chapter 3 as he continues his message, 2020, following God's vision for your life. Here's another one. While driving, we trust the green light means everybody coming at another angle is going to stop. Do we? No, you're still sitting there at the green light? No, again, we're careful, but that's what the green and red means. So there's a trust that's to it. Every year, we trust thousands of things without even thinking about it. It's just kind of a second nature. But here's the question. Can we trust and do we trust God? Now, you'll see there's times that we don't. You know it, and I know it. You see, God designed us to be dependent upon him. Man was never made to trust in himself and live independent from God. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, why should we trust God? See, an unbeliever for sure is going to ask that question. Number one, I really don't kind of believe there is a God, but if there is, why should I trust him? Let me just throw out a few to you. God is 100% trustworthy. He's dependable. He has never failed us. Now we failed. He has never failed us. Number two, God only tells the truth. He cannot lie. Number three, God's love, forgiveness, and grace are unlimited. Today, his mercies, when you got up, are brand new. God is for us. 
He's not against us. I can trust that God. God has perfect wisdom, knowledge, and perfect understanding. So the big one for you and I, life is a journey. The path is the key. God has all knowledge and knows what path each of us should be on. Now, our individual paths are going to be very different in lots of parts of the world. But the principles are the same, trusting God on that path for our whole life. Now, only God knows the future, and of course, specifically your future, my future. Since he's for us, that means good things are going to happen. He is going to do that because we're dependent on him. Now, when you study the Bible, you see this over and over and over again, that God can be trusted. As I just shared with you, Mary and Joseph, they had no idea what was going to happen when they went with the baby Jesus and all those things. But God knew everything. He was directing them totally on the path. You and I, as you look back, how many times have you looked back and went, wow, God, I blew it, but you forgave me. Thank you. I have another start, a fresh start. And you look back, and you can see that God can be trusted in your life. Now, notice the next part of that verse. It just says to you, trust the Lord with all your heart. What does that mean? Now, those of you that are maybe new to Christianity, the heart doesn't mean boom, 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 boom. You know, my cholesterol is good, Pastor Mark. I'm fine. It's this, Proverbs 4.23. Solomon says this, guard your heart above all else. In other words, it's a priority. For it determines, notice, it determines the course of your life. You see, the heart is our whole being. It's the center. It's the center. So it's kind of like a heart that's center in us, but it's a spiritual center of our mind, our will, and our emotions. Can I just say this? Our heart is the control center where our decisions are made. Notice how important our will is. If my will is not for God's will, I'm going to have trouble making godly decisions. So our heart, with all my heart. Now, here's the way you can look at this. Trust with all our heart. What does that look like? Well, it's this. To lean with the full body. To rest our total self on God with complete confidence. I can put my whole trust in God. I'm not holding back. Now, let me give you an illustration. How many of you in your life have had to have one of these for a little while? Okay, good. And when you got it, what did you have to do? Well, you put it under there, and maybe you didn't have it for a long time or whatever. Some of you may still be using one or a cane or whatever. Would you want something that's going to hold your whole weight? Hello? Yeah, you can then what? I can trust it. I can lean on it. I can lean. That's physically we're talking about. If I'm trusting God with my whole heart, can I lean whatever decision I'm working on right now and say, God, I know you got this, you got this covered? I'm not worried about this thing. Oh, God, I don't think you got it. You got got it. Does that make sense to anybody here? If it doesn't, I'm going back to Denver. No, God gave me this way before Denver. Can you trust God? Absolutely. Why? Because he's trustworthy. He's absolutely trustworthy. So 
That's a spiritual picture of kind of the way that looks. Notice what it said there. I'm to trust with all my heart. That means spiritually we pull our full weight on God, trusting him in every area of life. Not some, every area of life. The bottom line is simply this. We can be totally confident in God and the path that he has us on. You can be totally confident. You can rest. You can lean on God and say, God, I know you got this. You got this, God. I'm here. Now, here comes the next part and adverse. Do not lean. Do not depend on your own understanding. Look at that verse. Do not. This is a command. Don't depend on your own understanding. So here's command number two. Don't lean. Don't depend on your own understanding. Now, that word in the original, understanding, simply means this. Human wisdom or human will. So it says, I'm to trust God in every area of my life, all my heart, every area. But the danger is that I can kind of think I can trust my own wisdom. And God says right in that verse, no, don't lean, don't depend on your own understanding. Remember, lean to depend, put your weight on God, as I just showed you. Now, that understanding is very simple. I can either trust God or I can trust my own wisdom, my own will. Now, when that scripture says don't depend on your own wisdom, it doesn't mean you can't use common sense. God, what shoes should I wear today? He's not interested in that. That's common sense. And we have common sense and we have insight that God's given us. But it does mean this. Don't lean to my own understanding. What does it mean? My own wisdom. It means this. Our understanding, our wisdom is severely limited. Am I right? Exactly. Now, our limited wisdom is like supporting ourselves with a different kind of crutch. Now, I want to see if there's anyone who wants to be a volunteer for me. <laughs> My secretary, Sharon, and her husband, Mike, made this for me. Anybody want to come and lean your weight on this up here? We'll have the medics right here by you. No problem. Is this stupid or what? See, if you and I depend on our own understanding or wisdom... Is there a problem coming? You'll never make it through life. I don't want you to miss these two. These are from God. A picture is worth a thousand words. That's exactly what that verse says. You know, we focus on application. It isn't making fun. It's just looking and go, that's stupid. Let's believe. How many say I was stupid sometimes this year. Okay, let's raise our hand. Yeah. We trusted on our own what? Our own wisdom. God says, don't do that. It's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to have a big problem. So he gives us what to do, and then he says, what not to do. Now, look at Proverbs 28, 26. The rubber crutch of human understanding, it simply doesn't work. It simply doesn't work. Nobody's going to run up your pest mark. I'd like to try to walk 100 miles with this. Yeah, right. You can't even get out the door with this. Now, Proverbs 28, 26. He who, here's your word again. 
He who trusts in himself is a what? Say it with me. Is a fool. That's God speaking. But he who walks in God's wisdom is kept safe. You see, so many people believe they can trust their wisdom and their understanding apart from God. And their life can be successful. No, it never, ever, ever works. They think apart from God, they can do life just fine. I'm smart enough, Pastor Mark. If I need him, I'll call him. No, you're wrong. We need him all the time. He's the only one that has true wisdom. The Bible says that this person is actually a fool. They're trying to do life with a rubber crutch, and it doesn't work. Jeremiah tells us why. Jeremiah 10.23, let me read it to you. I know, O Lord, that a man's life, a woman's life, is not his or her own. It is not for man or woman to direct their steps. That's a given truth. See, God wants us to admit that we lack the wisdom to direct our own lives. And you'll see in a moment, you're going to see the rubber crutch come back. Because there's some things that all of us have a hard time with. We can't trust our own abilities to figure out what's best for us. I don't know what's best for me. But God does. And there's so many changes in life. As you go on in life, do you realize how many changes are happening in our world? And how many people are moving? And how many things are not the same anymore? It just changes and changes and changes and changes. See, God knows all of that. But sometimes when it changes, we kind of like, what am I supposed to do now? Well, God knows. We don't. Now, remember this. Adam's sin and fall were precipitated when man sought to live independent from God. And I'm going to give you a word, and I want you to just think about it as we go through. I woke up this morning thinking about this word. When man sought to live independent of God, Adam and Eve wanted to be in control. And you'll see a little while later, pride and being in control are pretty much the same thing. I want to control the situation, God. I don't need you. Now, we're all human. Some of us are more controlling than others. The danger comes when you think that you are in control and your decisions are made by yourself and not from God. Now, when that happened with Adam and Eve, because they wanted to be in control of their own lives, guess who suffered? Every one of us. It passed to us, that independent, I'll do it my way. And that's what we struggle with. That's why we make difficult decisions. Proverbs 3, 7 says this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. It's not talking about these. It's talking about spiritual vision. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Solomon is saying to us in this passage, I don't care if you have 20-20 physical vision. But spiritual wisdom only comes from God. If you start making decisions and say, God, I got it, I got it. I've been there before. I know exactly how to do this. You know, very often in a pastoral thing, when you teach or when we counsel, when we do this, we have to be very careful. Very often when we counsel, we have to say to God, I think I can handle this, but I'm going to need your wisdom. So we pray. That's a smart thing to do. Because sometimes things come up and you're not going to be able to handle it. 
Now, nothing wrong with the wisdom that you learn, but see what happens. If we think, oh, send me the couple, send me to this, I can do the funeral, I can do all this, why? Because I've got wisdom, baby. You're in trouble. Because it could be very different. And God hates a fall. You'll see this in a moment. Now, let me just give you two rubber crutches. I could do more. Here's the first one. The rubber crutch of pride. Pride magnifies self and minimizes God. Proverbs gives us a warning about this, but we're all prideful people. And we have to fight it. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit (laughs) before a fall. You trusting in yourself? Come on up. There we go. It's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. And we know that, but sometimes we just don't really believe it. Now, spiritual pride is a big view of self and a very small view of God. Now, I know most of you are going to say, Pastor Mark, no way I would elevate myself against God. No way I'd ever do that. Not true. Let's admit it. We're all prideful in one way or another. And we have to fight that. That's a sin. God hates pride. Spiritual pride basically says this. I want my will. I want to be in control. I'm not going to elaborate on control, but it's a very dangerous thing in leadership, in the home, and everything. Now, you have to have control. You have to have people in charge, but you want to make sure the people in charge are not you and me. The person in charge is God. Now, can you say a boss at work that? No, because you'll look for a job the next day. You just pray for your boss, but you be careful yourself. Now, here's the second one. Here's a danger I want to give you. And every pastor who's counseled, all of our great pastors, have come against this. They know it. Danger. There can be times when we say no to God. I'll do it my way, even if I have to disobey you, God. That's a danger. We deal with that. And years later, people often come back. Not everybody. People often come back and say, I should have trusted what God's word said, but I thought I was smart enough. I'm okay, and I've ruined years, and I've ruined lives. Let me just challenge you. The one that wants to get you to disbelieve God is Satan. He loves to lie to us. Why did he fall? Pride. He wanted to be like God. He is not God. He's a liar. Our God is the God of truth. Don't dilute the word of God. If it says don't do it, simply don't do it. Trust God. Now, here's the next one, the rubber crutch of money. Proverbs, again, speaks about it. Whoever trusts, here's your word, whoever trusts in his riches will fall. But the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. You know, I know from our own hearts, money and possessions never bring security. Pastor Mark, I got it all set. I'm ready for retirement. I got enough money to last. You have no idea what's coming. Nothing wrong to have that. Nothing wrong to do that. But our security does not come from stuff. Our security comes from God. Now, money and possessions, by the way, never bring satisfaction. How do I know that? Let me read to you Ecclesiastes 5.10. Whoever loves money never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This, too, is meaningless. 
See, we can't trust ourselves, our wisdom. We can't trust our money, our possessions. Life doesn't consist in the abundance of things. And yet we seem to do that. Now, it goes on, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, what in the world does that mean? Here's command number three. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Do, command number three, you want to write it down in your Bible, do acknowledge God. Now, that word acknowledge in the original language means this, to know God personally, to know God personally. It's a term of relationship. Actually, it's a term that means to know deeply and intimately. It's basically what Adam and Eve did. They knew each other. They had intimate intercourse at the beginning. That intimacy is the same word that we're talking here, acknowledge. To know God personally in an intimate way and to seek his will for our lives. See, sometimes we don't trust God because we really don't know him. You see, the longer you're out of the word of God on a daily basis reading it, the less you trust God. Now, what's the opposite of that? The more that I'm in the word of God, I know God and I know his character and I'm able to trust him more. So many people who aren't Christians, they know about God, but they don't know God personally. Oh, I believe in God. A lot of people answer that way. That's fine. But do you know God? Do you personally know him? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you already know the answer to that. They don't know. They just know about God. Now, notice what it said here. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What does all mean? Very good. What a crowd. Fantastic. All means all. I can't compromise trusting God in this area But God, that's off limit. No way I'm trusting you near. I got the better understanding that I know what I'm going to do. I know exactly what I'm going to do. You keep talking like that, you're going to fall. We've been there. I'll use my wisdom. It's a dangerous thing for all of us. You can't compromise. God, I'll trust you here. That's off limits for you. No, in how many of my ways? All my ways. Now, is that hard? Yes. Yes, it is because we're very prideful people. We think we can do it, all of us. I'm not talking to you and leaving me out. I'm enjoying myself, of course, in all of this. The illustration means to put our full trust and depend on God, not on that rubber crutch. So when I'm saying I'm going to trust God in all ways, this is what I'm talking about. In every area of my life, God can be trusted. I can put my weight on him. He's going to come through for me. Maybe he's going to come through late. He's going to come through. I can do that. The church isn't the building. It's the people who still worship Jesus and praise his name, despite whatever obstacles stand in their way. Today, we want to invite you as the extended Church of Jesus to join us virtually for our weekend worship services. Pastor Mark and Calvary Chapel Melbourne are continuing to meet online during this time and you can be a part of our services. Visit calvaryccm.com slash live to watch on our website or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. 
just search for Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Our services will take place at 6 p.m. on Saturdays and again on Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45. For more information or to find links to our stream, visit calvaryccm.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Mark's teachings from this series and feel free to share them with your friends and family. We also have devotions available under the Connect tab and you can visit our social media pages as well. All this can be found at our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to ask that you continue to pray for our country and for those around the world who are suffering during this pandemic. Please lift them up to the Lord and pray that His name would be magnified in every corner of the earth. Please pray for our leaders as well and for your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you feel led to support Lessons for Living financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvaryccm.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.